And that's the crazy part is like God gives us this avenue to choose his strength or choose ours. And a lot of times we don't realize that we're choosing ours, right? Whether that be in a relationship, whatever it is that we're struggling with, we make the decision to choose our way, use our strength. And if you haven't figured it out by now, we suck. <laughs> like, And that's okay. That's okay. Like, I don't, I don't mean to like break anybody's heart, but like, that's okay. We're, 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 we're failures by nature, you know, but God isn't. And that's, that's the dopest thing I've ever learned is that like God has yet to fail anybody. Why the heck would he start with me? What's up everyone. And welcome to another episode of Trevor Talks. I'm excited to have you all with us today. And today's guest is one of my close friends and just a guy with a gigantic message for the world. He's the lead vocalist and founder of the new metal band, Relent, as well as the backing vocalist and percussionist for the iconic metal supergroup, El Nino. Help me welcome Mr. Miggy Sanchez. Miggy, yeah. what's up, bro? What's good, my dude? Dude, I think we should just let everybody know what was going on right before we uh, started recording this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I. <laughs> so if they, if they want to hear more of that, they can download heavy on all streaming platforms, right? now yeah. but yeah, dude, yeah it'll make sense right now it'll we make, just sound like re, yeah ridiculous you know, we sound like we sound on a normal everyday basis is <laughs> what you're really trying to say right now but you know <laughs> it's been cool getting to know you over the past what year and just getting to see the growth yeah. that you ha have had like personally and then as a band relent has seen exponential growth but like yeah i'm just pumped to finally have you on the show it's like we've for been sure, trying man. to do this for a minute Dude, I know. I'm pumped. To, I'm pumped to be on it. I've been watching you too. I was it a year? It's been a year, right? It's almost been a year. Yeah, almost I think we year, first man. connected last year at. Uh, Up, was, was it no, Uprise? it wasn't Uprise. It was the uh, oh, one wow. in Nashville, Life uh, Fest. Yeah, Life Fest. That's right. You you uh, you emceed us on the stage. Yeah, man, I, was like, this, I was so upset. Who's this guy? Get him off the stage, man. I'm trying to get on there. <laughs> Who's this nah. little white dude running around <laughs> yelling at people? <laughs> yelling at everybody, trying to ask me questions. I don't know. I don't know these answers. I don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. Dude, that's crazy. It's been a year, dude. It's been phenomenal. Um, I really, I hold you dear to my heart, bro. You're special, man. So it's so cool to be on the show. I'm special for something, but you know what? Yeah. To start off, I really want you to tell us a little bit and introduce Relent like as a collective to people mm -hmm. who maybe haven't heard of the band yet and yeah. uh, just a heartbeat behind what you guys are about. For sure, man. Uh, Relent is something that um, really got birth in me in early 2016. Um, I've been a musician my whole life, been you know music industry my whole life. Um, started Relent in 2016 with the intention to really just make an impact with people, um, people like me who, uh, who've struggled, people like me who've, um, fallen, people like me who've like just suck, you know? And, and I just, my biggest thing was like, man, I, I just want to relate, you know, I want to relate. And, and obviously, um, Relent is, is a faith based band, man. And we, we strongly believe in the power of Jesus and, and the love of God and what it can do and how it can transform people. Cause it did it to us, you know, it did it to me. Yeah. And that's kind of why we started it. Um, but yeah, man, it kind of turned into this whole thing. You know, um, I've always loved, uh, metal. Obviously I love rap. I love, I grew up a hip hop kid, R and B kid. Um, so when I started Relent, I was like, dude, I'm going to start this thing that's like, real it's something i really want to do you know uh it means a lot to me like it makes sense in my brain um so it relent started man and it just kind of took off into this thing that i did not expect it to whatsoever honestly it was just like literally like sat 
in church and wrote our first song like after worship practice one day. And it was just like, what the heck just happened? You know, we recorded it and then it just took off. It was so weird, man. It was so crazy. And, um, but man, it's, it's been amazing. We started it, like I said, 2016 and it's just been like, uh, like you were saying earlier, it's just gained this momentum now, you know, and God's yeah. used it, uh, to get us into crazy places. Um, he's used it to affect a lot of people, man, which is like by far the best thing that could ever happen, you know? Yeah. Uh, fame, money, it's all that's just it, literally people in our emails and messages all the time about how much this music has changed them and helped them. And so it's just dope, man. And outside yeah. of that, we just keep it real. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it's just like, I just wanted to be that guy that was just like normal. And <laughs> y'all aren't like, y'all aren't like the other like Christian, new metal, whatever. It's not even, you can't even subgenre in the Christian space. And not that it's a bad thing or yeah. like anything like that. A lot of, like Christian rappers and stuff who are like, we're not Christian rappers, we're rappers of Christian. Like y'all are a faith-based band, but <laughs> your music is edgy. And that's yeah. what I like about it. And I really appreciate about it. You can obviously sure. tell that you were influenced by like the PODs, Corns yeah, of man. the world, and you've yep. created it and shape-shifted it into its own thing, yeah. um, which is very unique to you and to the yeah. Texas roots that you carry. So what was the first move into becoming a band? So obviously as of right now, it's you, Gaston, Brandon, and Chris, all yeah. phenomenal dudes, just a solid group of guys that right. come together as a collective for Relent. You use your own giftings and yeah. personalities into everything that you do, but who was the first one to join the band and how did the band kind of form from there? Dude, it's honestly a really, really crazy story. So, um, if we have time, I will tell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, man, we grew up playing since we were kids. So me and Chris have been, um, friends for over 15 years, man. So I'm, I'm 34 now. So I was literally 16 years old jamming with this guy. And like, we just, we've always been in his mom's garage, just writing music since we were kids. And so it was, what's kind of weird is that we did that for a long time. Tour did the whole thing, you know, um, didn't get too high, like in, in, in the status range of, of, you know, being in more than a local band. We, we tried, we just didn't have it then. Um, but we did, we did some cool stuff. Um, Chris ended up leaving the band that I was in at the time. Um, I continued on, but as I continued on, uh, I realized, uh, man, my, my part, and this is, this is like pre Jesus stuff too. This is like mm -hmm. crazy, uh, crazy Miggy, his BC Miggy. So you're still uh, pretty crazy. And I was just, you know, I was just, <laughs> I, I grew up, you know, very depressed dude, uh, suicidal, like by the age of 11. So all these things took place mm -hmm. into me being so involved with music. Cause it's like for me, music was the only thing that I had, the outlet that I had that was like that, that made sense to me. You know, I felt normal. I felt just like, okay, for once, nothing's crazy. Everything's here. So music was such a big part of my life so much so that I dedicated my life to it. Right. Yeah. Um, and in doing so, you know, and being hurt and being wounded, uh, I tapped into things I obviously shouldn't have tapped into. You know, I was a huge, uh, sex addict. I was a huge, uh, alcoholic. Um, I was all over the place, bro. I was insane. I was just crazy. And, and, uh, so we did that, did, did the music journey. And then I realized, um, this is early 2013, uh, yeah, early 2013, uh, man, I was just so depressed, man. I had everything going. I had a really good band that was on tour, um, uh, and we were doing amazing things and I was living the life I thought, you know, and kind of had this moment of like, yo, I'm still so unhappy. Like I'm very depressed. Um, I hadn't seen my kids. I hadn't seen, um, my 
baby mom at the time. We weren't married at the time. Um, and it was just, it was insane. It was like, it was, it was a mess. Dude. It was a mess. We were, we were separated. Um, and I was, again, I chose music over everything, even my family at the time, because it's just the only thing that made sense. Cause to me, a kid from a broken home, even family didn't make sense. I love my kids. Don't get me wrong. I just, it just didn't make sense to me, you know, and at the time. And yeah. so that's kind of what, what happened in uh, early 2013. I, I remember just being so depressed and so unhappy. I gave it up, you know, I gave it up and I said, I'm quitting. Um, what caused me to quit is uh, I'm on tour. I'm in the middle of Jacksonville, Florida at a beach. It's like midnight. I'm drunk. And and I, I specifically remember being so depressed that I walked onto the beach after our, after our gig. And, and I remember praying and I've never like been that guy. We didn't grow up in church. I've never like, you know, it's just, it's, but something clicked in me. It was just like, I'm going to pray. And I don't know why. Cause for me, and it was a selfish prayer. Cause it was like, yo, like, Hey, you're supposed to give me the things that I want. And I'm not happy right now. Like what's missing? You know, it was one of those type of prayers. And then I just remember feeling so heavy, man. And I started weeping, bro. And I've never cried like this in a, in a, in a moment to where I'm praying like that. I've cried like that before, obviously, but not, there was something different about it. And I remember hearing the audible words go home and, and it sounds crazy. I know I sound crazy when I say that because I know now how rare it is to hear something, but it shook me to my bones and I heard go home, went home, uh, quit the band. The guys thought I was insane. They're like, dude, like, what are you doing? We're about to like blow this thing up. And I was like, dude, I just feel like I have to go home, went home. Um, a friend that was housing my wife now and, and my, my children had invited us to her church to go get baptized uh, to go see her get baptized. And so we're like, yo, like, again, I didn't grow up in church. I had no interest of being in church. Um, so I was like, but because you're housing us, you know, I'm a broke musician and you opened your door to us. Uh, yeah, I'll go support you. Yeah. So we went and that same voice that I heard in Florida where I'm now in Texas, back home in Texas, um, was loud as day. Um, that same day we went to go see her baptized. And I knew at that moment, like God was trying to talk to me. And so, um, long story short, I, I gave up everything, gave up music. I, uh, I just wanted to follow Jesus and we did. And we, our lives completely changed. And it was to, to the point to where it was like, if I never picked up music again, I was content. Like, I and was you were like, around yeah, this, 23, 24 when all this took place. I was place. about 24, 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When all this yeah, took yeah. place. And so it's like, it, it was, uh, it was, again, I'm young, I'm dumb, I'm immature. I'm just like, I have this rock star mentality because I just, all, all, all I knew how to do was hustle the music industry. That's all I knew how to do. And I had to lay all that stuff down, lay all of those things down. And I was like, yo, I'm going to follow this Jesus dude and see what happens. And it's been amazing. It's been the hardest thing in my life, but it was amazing. And, and up until three years, um, cause 2016 is when he really put on my heart mm -hmm. to start relent. Uh, I was just serving the church and just growing in him. And like, that's, that's it. Like there was nothing else. And it was just like one of those things like, yo, this is like, this is nuts. And again, I was content. I was happy. And then unbeknownst to me, I get this thing on my heart where I'm just like weeping for people. I don't even know, you know, and I'm thinking about people in the music industry. I've never even met. You know, and it's yeah. just like, and, and my heart is hurting. I was like, what is this thing going on? And, and I began to feel the tug to co go back into the music industry. And uh, now I'm here. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's just nuts, dude. It's insane to hear you talk about these things that you've been through because you you actively use almost lyrics and the words that you speak every day. That's how I know it's authentic to you. Yeah. Like when you were talking about praying on the beach, it was almost like, why does this feel so heavy? You know, yeah. you right. were having that moment. 
and yeah. like dude it's authentic like that's right. all i can say i don't i don't have like a recollection or if that's even a word i don't know but yeah. like it it sounds authentic to you like from being yeah. a person who's listened to the album several times has listened mm-hmm. to the singles seen the videos worked on them with you like yeah. this is real for you and yeah. I think it's fascinating that you went through that season of like, I don't even want to be, and not that you didn't want to be around your kids. It was, it didn't make sense. Like you said, but seeing you as a father and I've only known you as a father, right? I met one of your kids at, uh, or a few of your kids, I think at uprise. And I didn't even know it was your kid. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, it's my dad. And I'm like, Oh dang. And then seeing how you (laughs) interact with him, yeah, was powerful for me. It was encouraging. I would have never known that you w- walked through that season of being like, dude, like I can't, it I can't just doesn't do make sense thing. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Word. your kids love you and you can tell like you're a yeah. good dad. You take care of your kids. You, you go so out much, with man. El Nino with a relent. Yeah. Take care of your kids. Like your life is centered around your wife and your kids. So yep. hearing that you went through that, it shows how much you've grown personally, not yeah. just as a musician, not just as yeah. a lyricist, as yeah. a dad, as a husband, as a family sure. man, you stand up for what's right. Word. So you be- went through all this stuff, 2013, 2014. You were 24, 25 when you went through uh-huh. that. How old were you when Jesus really started tugging on you for relent? So that was 26-ish? 20, uh, 20, the end of 2015. And okay. what kind of started is I had a friend that was in the music scene, the secular scene that I grew up in. Um, he, he committed suicide, right? And I was, and what the crazy part is like at this point in my, in my walk, I'm like fully, I'm the Jesus freak. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I, I ain't scared about inviting people to church. I ain't scared about giving you the gospel. I ain't scared about nothing. Like I'm fearless in my walk, right? And the crazy part is that I met this, I, I saw, I ran into this homie at a carnival downtown, um, here, here in Texas. And, uh, I was like blown away. I was like, dude, I hadn't seen him in so long. He was there with this kid and we kind of hit it off for two minutes. And for some reason, bro, I could not get it out of me to talk to him the way I talked to, I don't know how many people like you could, like you, you could ask anybody that went to church with me at the time. Yeah. Like I was bringing people like every week, like they knew Miggy's bringing somebody like, cause I was just like, yo, I was getting people to church and, and I was just that guy and I could not get it out of me to get him to like, in, in, not, it's not so much like gets him to the church. Cause that's what saves them. It's just like, yeah. just to build that bridge. Like yeah, I was not scared of that, but for some reason, when I encountered this homie, I couldn't get it out of me. Right. And then I find out two months later, he kills himself. And, um, dude, it rocked me. I remember getting to this. I was working at the church at the time. So I was on staff. I remember getting the message and walking in the sanctuary, getting ready to start the day off for work and being like completely shook. But I sat on the chair and I'm weeping for this dude. Cause it was like, bro, I just saw you. And I had, I had a chance. Like I had a chance to tell you and I didn't. And so I, I carried this burden and obviously God, you know, taught me that it, it wasn't my burden to carry, but he used that fire to kind of spark what, what birth relent was like, yo, I'm never going to not tell anybody again. I'm never going to like lay down my pride, swallow my tongue and, and, and give them truth in love, whatever it may be. And, and, and for me, like relent's able to do that now. Not so much like I preach all the time on stage. It's oh, just yeah. like, in, in my music, I'm able to be, like you said, on Ted Tink. And I think people are looking for that. And when they, when they, when they, when they, you know, like a magnet, when they attract to that, they stick with it. And, and so it's just like, you know, that's kind of what birth Berlin. That's, that's the first tug that I remember of like, yo, this, I'm doing this, like whatever yeah. it takes. <laughs> yeah. 
And y'all have been able to do headline tours. You've been yeah. out uh, quite a few times with like Seventh Day Slumber, all these bigger bands in the scene. Who were mm. some of the influences that like really grabbed hold of your heart when you started to walk with Jesus? The crazy part, man. Um, I mean, I was, I had this crazy encounter with Maddie Montgomery in like 10 years before I got Break saved. the cycle! No, like, dude, it's funny. I think I've told you about this. If you go on YouTube and you type in, uh, uh, you type in, um, I think it's for today, like White Rabbit was the venue here in San Antonio uh-huh. that they played at. And it's like 10 years ago. And, the show finished. Like we, my local band at the time, we, we opened up for them that show. We weren't a Christian band. We didn't know they were a Christian band. We were just, we were just trying to get gigs. And after the show, like Maddie and the whole band, like is praying over us. And like, again, this is 10 years before any of the story I just told you happened. And it it was just a weird moment. He had like kind of prophesied over me that night a little bit. I don't honestly don't remember what he said, but I remember feeling like awkward, like the heck was that? Whatever, you know, anyways. And, um, so it's just like, as far as influence goes, naturally as a musician, I'm going to look for someone who's done it before at that type of level. Right. So him was naturally someone I, I, I was attracted to. Um, Tommy Green was another one. Um, because I, uh, up in, even early in my walk, Tommy was someone that I had followed, um, as far as his teachings and like, you know, I was just, he was just a big influence in my life, um, spiritually. Uh, cause he just feels like that dude, like he said, he's just authentic. Like he's Tommy. You can't yeah. take that away from him. He's, he's himself. And I see that even while he's teaching that he's like, I'm me, like I'm flawed Tommy. And I can relate to that because I hated trying to be the guy that was trying to be someone that I wasn't, you know, like I just, that's just not me. So when I see authenticity, like I'm attracted to that. So Tommy, Maddie, I was very attracted to those stuff. So they very much influenced a big part of my, you know, Christian walk, but still being a musician and trying to figure that part out. Cause I knew how to do the rock star thing before, yeah. but I was like, how do I like, you know, without dabbling into what I used to do. And so there were two that right off the top of my head that I, that I remember distinctly. Wow. And how wild is it that you got to work with Tommy on launching the music video for heavy with his uh, <laughs> running its traffic campaign, man. Like it's also yeah. full circle. Like yeah. I feel like over the past year, especially with the release of heavy, you've been able to see kind of the fruits of what God's been doing in your life and tugging yeah. on your heart. Sure. Heavy one rock album of the year at the Grizzlies this year. Yeah. Um, the music video for heavy launch with I run against traffic on yeah. not fest. Like you've had all of these amazing things happen, but the unique part about it, and I don't think you realize this as much as I do, is Heavy is a monumental album. It's a monumental yeah. message. And also as a single, like the song has so much depth to it that people yeah. don't necessarily know on the surface level. And it is a touchy subject talking about human right. trafficking, addiction, um, being enslaved. Like yeah. these are all heavy things, no pun intended to talk about, but. <laughs> yeah. With the music video being launched so recently, I do want to open it up for you to talk about, like, on a personal level, what the song is about, what it means to you, but also, like, what I think is so beautiful about this song and a lot on the record is it's open for interpretation. Like, it doesn't say, like, your sex traffic, this, that, and the other, like, Mm -hmm. I I could be struggling with depression at the moment, and that song's going to hit me in a way. I could be struggling with anxiety, suicidal ideation. Heck, I could be hungry, like homeless, and that's going to feel heavy. So yeah. I want to open it up to you, like um, whether it's your personal interpretation, what the influence behind the song is, or even yeah. for someone that might be listening that needs to relate with it, what is heavy? 
Yeah. Um, so heavy for me was in the, initially my wife's story. And, and we talked about this with, with Tommy, you know, which is so cool. Um, and I'm not going to cry because I know I cried when we talked about it with him. Yeah. <laughs> Gaston but, did too. Don't yeah, let him hide. It hit, man. But, um, it's my wife's story, man. And that was the intention. It's also a piece of my daughter's story. Um, and it's just one of those things that it's like, my wife and I've been together 14 years, you know, and, and we, we were not, we were very two toxic people when we first got together. Um, um, I was a homeless musician. She was, she had an, she had, she had a house and I was like, I needed somewhere to stay and we partied and that's how we met. Like there was no like romance. Like it was bad. It was really bad. And she ended up getting pregnant. And that's kind of how, you know, that's, that was the foundation of our relationship. So you know, being kids, having a kid, I was 19 years old. She came out pregnant and I was like, yeah, yeah my dad dips. I don't, I don't know how to, <laughs> I don't know how to do this. Um, you know, I tried, I tried my hardest and we tried and we tried and we tried and we failed and we failed and we failed and we broke up and we cheated on each other. We did, we just, we did so many things. We were just like horrible, like horrible people. And, and, and up until we got saved, man, I, I really didn't understand why my wife carried some of the characteristics that she did. Um, most of them, which led me to not be able to love her the way I wanted to, you know, and, and put me in a position, um, once we got married as a husband, even and this is post getting like saved and knowing Jesus and all these things where naturally my human brain goes, Oh, it's going to get better now. And it got worse. <laughs> it got way worse. And I was like, we're married now. Like we got married under the church. Like it was just like, it was amazing. And now my, my life is horrible and I it didn't make any sense to me. Um, and this all ties into why it's, you know, heavy is the way, why, why I wrote it that I did. Um, but come to find out, you know, God was really molding, um, our marriage to kind of be this real authentic, that word keeps coming up, this real authentic thing. And we had some really, really raw moments in our marriage where I had to find out things about her that I never knew. And once I found these things out, uh, specifically in regards to her, her, her being trafficked and her being raped. Um, it, I began to put the pieces together of the puzzle of, of like, Oh, this is why she shut off on me here in this area in her life. This is why she shuts me out here. This is why she doesn't trust me. You know, so uh, naturally as a man, you feel insecure that, Oh, I can't please my wife in these areas. Someone else is doing it or I'm, you know, whatever men, men, men think weird things, but, but, once these things were confessed to me, it was like, yo, it broke me, dude. Like I was so broken for her and I had to walk through that. And this is like years before heavy wasn't even a, like thought of. Right. And so, um, you know, I, I really like to believe that God, uh, he puts things on my heart for a reason. And, and heavy was one of those things where we got in the studio and I knew I had to talk about it. We had right before we recorded the song, we had an incident with my daughter that, um, wasn't as drastic, but it was enough to, put her into some counseling. It was enough to really change the trajectory of her innocence, you know, and, and it, it killed me and it killed me that it had to happen. It killed me that it happened with someone I trusted. It killed me that it happened with, um, you know, whatever, but I, I just knew I had to write the song. And so I get to the studio and, and I'm like, I'm going to write it. I'm going to tell this story. Um, but in my mind and in my heart, I was like, I also wanted to be a story that, like you said, people can relate to, you know, heavy is such a, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a foundational word. It's one of those things that you can fit a lot of things into it. I can give you a million times in my life that I felt heavy outside of 
the story that I told about my wife a million times. Therefore, if I can, I know someone else can. You know what I'm saying? So literally, I remember just closing my eyes and singing and just like picturing like the moments, like as if I was there and letting like the realness come out, you know? And I think that scares people sometimes. And that's what's, it's, it's kind of like a double-edged sword with me. It's like, I know my authenticity, like you, people like you appreciate it. You're like, dude, that's real. I want that. But it's also to, to other people, it's very intimidating. Church people specifically, it's like, yo, this dude's too much. Like he's too edgy. Like he's just, you know, and I am like, I'm from the streets. Like I, I still have hood like mentality sometimes, you know, like uh, I'm, I'm, my goal is to think like Christ. I get it. But there's times where I'm just like, I'm me. I, I can't, I can't not, not be that, you know? Yeah. And, and so it's like, you know, but I'm picturing these things as, as I'm recording this song. I'm like, dude, I want this to be so dang real. I like the visuals you saw for the, for the music video. Like I already had these things in my head. I was like, they were flashing. And it was just like, yo, I just want to do it real. And, um, you know, and I think it's going to set up something amazing, uh, as far as authenticity goes. Cause I, I want to continue to be realer. Is that even a word? Reeler. Reeler is going to be uh, inducted into the dictionary today, actually. I got an email about it earlier, and uh, I, I'm going to be sure they credit you for that because, you know, they Let's send me it. everything. They send me it all. All of it. Is there a check <laughs> but, that comes with that or no? Bill Gates uh, Bill hits G- me up. No, he's he, he ran out of money. He uh, ran out. He, okay. He, he had a divorce lawsuit come through, and you know he, he broke now. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> no, dog. But, but My man, gone. That is... <laughs> <laughs> it's heavy dude like yeah and that's the only way to describe it like it's, it's literally it's heavy like i didn't even yeah. know about your daughter going through that experience and yeah. this stuff sucks like it's and horrible. it's another way to use heavy like it's a heavy thing to talk about too because there are people that are listening to this right now that are going through it like they're Word. going through the ring or whether it's mentally yeah. whether it's physically like people struggling yep. with chronic illnesses People are being abused, struggling through school. So yeah. many things can drive your emotions berserk yeah. and cause you to think things that you wouldn't normally think of, Absolutely. cause you to do things you wouldn't normally do, say yeah. things you wouldn't normally say. How are you able to navigate this stuff, especially when it comes to your daughter? Like your daughter's your world, like yeah. your kids are your world, your family's your world, and your family yeah. guy. Yeah. When you hear that someone close to you, did something in some way, shape or form to trouble your offspring, your daughter, your world. How did you keep your head intact and how were you able to navigate through that? Cause as a father, you want to go sucker punch somebody, you want to kill them. Like how were you able to contain that? Um, it's a really weird situation. Cause of, if I'm being honest and like, I, I'm not going to paint myself with this perfect dude. Like I, I lost my crap, you know, and yeah. so much so I mean, that I don't blame you as so much. So, <sighs> And it's, 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 oh, dude, it's such a nasty situation, but it's so much so that I ended up leaving the church that we were at because of it. And it was just so awkward because it, it happened within the church, you know, and it happened within, um, the church. And it's it just, and it's one of those things that it was, it was, it was a kid on kid situation. Yeah. Um, and it was, I don't blame the attacker whatsoever, but it was just, it was, she, 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 Hurt people, hurt people, right? Yeah. And 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 she very much was doing what was done to her, and I and so, so I can never hold her to that. But um, it just it it did something to my daughter, man, and and it hurt her in a way. Like again, that it, it her innocence was just like out the it's window. Yeah. And she began to think things, you know. At that point, 
they stayed, they tried to be adults, you know, and they tried to do, do things to, I guess, compensate for what's going on in their head. And she was doing things that were completely out of her character. And I was just like, what is, and so I knew in my heart of hearts that my daughter was changing because of that moment. And it killed me. There was nights where I, I, I cried myself to say there was nights where, um, I'll be honest. And I, I had backsliding moments where I, I drank more alcohol than I should have. Cause I just could not contain myself, um, to know the fact that I'm just now finding out about my wife's stuff. I wrote, you know, and then now I got to deal with my daughter thing. And I was just like, dang it. Like, when does it end? I remember being so mad at God. Like, when does this freaking end, dude? Like, why? You know? And, 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 and it's just, uh, I, I didn't keep my head on. I really didn't. Um, but I learned from that moment. You know, I learned from, uh, you know, in, in my actions towards the church, um, you know, I think could have been a lot better, obviously, um, better communication, but I'm very much one of those that I will, I will shell off and cut off the world. Cause I'm good at that. Cause I'm used to that. That's my go-to. I was like, you have an issue with me. I'm going to cut you off. I'm, you're never going to see me again, you know? And, and, um, that's kind of my go-to thing. And so I, I screwed up big time. I didn't have it all together. If, if I'm being real, I'm still walking through that process of, yeah of how to deal with that, you know, because it's, that's forever going to be in, you know, a part of her history. And I'm just trying to maintain her beautifulness as, as a daughter, as, as a daughter, you know, I don't want this to withhold her from anything And you know, looking at my marriage and what it did for mine, I don't want that to take over in her marriage when she finally gets married one day, you know, so. And that's the heart of the father too, right? Yeah, absolutely. God wants us to know that, whether you slipped up, lost your virginity before marriage, whatever the case may be, like you're never too far gone. Yeah. And what a beautiful picture to paint with your daughter too. Like everything you're doing in life is what's reflecting in your music and even rolling off your tongue in this interview. And yeah. I have the CCM magazine breakdown that you guys did of the album, but I really want to talk about a few songs in particular. For sure. Um, I really want to start with low. Because as someone who has struggled with depression, fear, anxiety, the things that have attacked me in my life, that song really hit me. So whether it's the visual or a breakdown of some of the lyrics in the song, how would you describe it? Um, It was a song that, um, again, I'm well off into my my Christ walk. You know, I'm nowhere near um, like a theological, like. Genius. Uh, theologic, uh, <laughs> theological well, genius, whatever you want to call it. I can't even think of a word for it. Uh, it's such theologian. a big word. <laughs> theologian. The, yeah, theologian. There you go. And, and, but I just knew, um, you know, I had a platform and I feel, you know, I've been through a lot of church hurt in the past, like several years. And so it's kind of like, I felt like because I had a platform, I had to portray this thing of, I had to be perfect. I had to be right every time and God is good all the time. And I have to wear that. And I, again, being authentic me, I'm like, I'm I'm not good. I can't do that. Like I wear my emotions on my sleeve when I'm angry, you know, I'm angry. I can't hide it. I just, I'm just that guy when I'm sad, you know, you know, I'm sad. And so there was a lot of times in particular where, where I remember being at the specific church and, uh, I was going through some stuff and I did not know how to mask it. And I felt like I was like the oddball out for doing that. And so that's what kind of birth low was like, yo, it's real. Like I I really struggle with this depression thing. Like I really, even now as, as a, as a man of God, as, as a believer, as, as someone that has been transformed, I still have suicidal thoughts. 
And, 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 and it's like, I think the, the, the bar that we've set for expectation for people is, it's, it's, it's stupid. Like no one's ever going to reach that type of perfection. And the fact that we hold it that high, that standard is like, yo, people are like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to kill myself. Cause I'm never going to, I'm never going to be that. You know what I'm saying? So low is one of those songs that was like, yo, me neither. And that's okay. Now, this isn't an excuse to backslide. It's not an excuse to, I'm not justifying any type of sin or any type. I'm just saying like, yo, me too. I've been there and I freaking hate it, but I'm still good. <laughs> you know, yeah. in some way, shape or form, God still loves me. And, and, uh, and that's dope, you know? And so it's, yeah. it, that's very much what birth low. Wow. And the next one I really want to talk about is danger. And in particular, like it, you said here, danger is a song for all who deal with their own destructive habits and internal mm-hmm. demons keep fighting. So yeah. it's an anthem of some sort. Yeah. Um, what does the song mean to you? Uh, that that I, I know what Maggie can be. You know, I know what Maggie was. I know what Maggie struggled with. And I know what Maggie struggles with now. And it's not far off from what where God found me, you know, and I think a lot of times, again, we get into that mentality where I have to be this, I have to be that, I have to be that. And you do, um, but you're not always going to be that, you know? And so it's one of those internal fights of like the things that I thought would never haunt me again are haunting me now, seven years later after I was delivered or healed from this specific subject or this addiction, whatever it may be. And like, like the chorus says, when I look inside my mind, I see a stranger because it's like, yo, I thought I, I thought I lost that guy and now he's back. Like, who told you you get to come back? Like who, you know? And so it's just one of those struggle songs of like, yep, I'm in it again. <laughs> like, and, and a lot of times, you know, we, we tend to put ourselves there, you know, um, cause of bad habits or, you know, lack of discipline, whatever it may be. Again, I'm not justifying struggle you know like it is it, real but yeah it's very much an eternal demon song that uh i still struggle with so yeah yeah and uh, the last one i really want to talk about is memories because it's an anthem it's a ballad <laughs> yeah but it'll sucker punch you if you ain't ready, you ain't ready. It'll, <laughs> it'll jerk some tears out of your eyes i'm speaking from personal experience i remember getting the mix though yeah. it was like one of the first ones and i was like <laughs> already in tears so and this is a fan favorite too so yeah. what's the story behind memories memories is a again it's one of those things that uh it was a natural thing that kind of birthed in the studio I, i'm a very emotional guy and i carry all that stuff in my heart and it comes out in my music and so um at the time we were we were mourning a loss of a, a really really good friend named robert um and robert was special to us because when Relent started, um, I wish I could have said that I had tons of support from not just the Christian community, just the community in general, like all my friends and my church friends and my bros and my everyone was there. I was like, nope. If, it, if in fact it was the opposite, I remember being rebuked. I remember being like, this is never going to work. I remember friendships cutting me. I remember it was just like, it was insane that I, I, I said yes to this. And now people are saying no to me. And I was like, yo, you told me two weeks ago, you'd have my back no matter what. Mm-hmm. And now I took a step in faith and did it. And now you're like, peace sucker. I was like, yo. And Robert was the opposite. He was one of the only voices at the time. He came to our first show ever. 
And he came to shows after that too. But I remember specifically our first show ever as Roulette. And, and we're not, we're not, we don't play Christian shows. Like we're constantly, you know, in, in, in the, in the mud. And it's, it, it was just like, I remember seeing him in the front row. It was a packed show and we had three songs to play. <laughs> like wow. we, I didn't even have a full set. We had three songs to play and I preached my butt off and, and I remember him being there. And then he was just so proud of me, dude. And he was just like, yo, I believe it. Like, da, da, da. he was just going off, man. He was a huge sleeping giant fan. He was like, he was about the Christian metal. He was like, so I didn't, I didn't grow up on Christian metal. So I didn't know. So he was the guy, the guy that was kind of like feeding me, yo, check this band out, check this. So I was like, okay, I get it. Um, and so when we lost him, man, uh, it was a freak accident, bro. Like a freak accident. I had just talked to him. He just, he had actually had just stopped by my house to purchase tickets to another relent show. And, and, um, dude, like that was the last time I saw him. That was the last time I got to talk to him. Then we got the call that, uh, that he passed. And I was like, dude, I was wrecked because it, it just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if relent would have done what it done if I didn't have that Robert in my life. Like straight up that one person that God, that God ordained person. That's like, yo, encourage this fool. Cause he's about to give up. That was Robert. You know what I'm saying? And it was just so cool, man. And so, yeah. So when he passed, uh, it hurt all of us. And, and I, I, I just, I, like I do with everything, I internalized it and it stayed there till it was time to record. And then memories was birth. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how you get past that, but. And I hate, I hate sounding like the guy that's like, oh, there's always drama in Mickey's life. Like, I'm not. No. Like, I'm not, that, <laughs> I'm not that guy. It's just like, it's just crazy how, like, my life is. I mean, there's a lot of great things that have happened. It's just crazy how many, how much of this real mucky stuff that nobody wants to deal with has happened. And, and nobody and I, does want to talk about it. Like, they, yeah. if you look on Instagram, it's all like a highlight reel. Yeah. I, I try to be like, uh, at times I could probably be a little too dark, but like, I try to get those moments like in the moments that I'm having struggles. Like I have like a document that I go through and just write my heart out. And so like, I think there's a counterbalance for all this. Right. So like you had Robert for you, everybody needs that Robert in their life. And the band has gone on to do some amazing things. You won several grizzly awards. Um, Y'all are playing blue ridges here, which at the time that this releases will have been announced. Yeah you've got a lot of really amazing things going on, but there are some people that are sitting at home or on the toilet or in their car or whatever, <laughs> listening to this. Probably, being real, I'm bro. Go probably toilet. the toilet. I'm probably listening to the toilet as <laughs> someone else is listening to this. And they're like, man, I feel heavy. I feel yeah. low. I feel like crap. Nobody loves me. I don't yeah. believe that God loves me. Word. I hate my job. I hate my life. I hate, like Word. something's going on. Right. Yeah. And they need that moment of encouragement. They need that light. They need that reason to keep going. What would that message be from Mickey Sanchez? I think you're in a place to where you're going to be a lot more times after this. And so it's like you cannot let that moment of heaviness, that moment of I want to give up define you. Because if you do, it's over. It's over. And that's the crazy part is like God gives us this avenue to choose his strength or choose ours. And a lot of times we don't realize that we're choosing ours, right? Whether that be in a relationship, whatever it is that we're struggling with, we make the decision to choose our way, use our strength. And if you haven't figured it out by now, we suck. <laughs> like, And that's okay. That's okay. Like, I don't, I don't mean to like break anybody's heart, but like, that's okay. We're, 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 we're failures by nature. 
you know, but God isn't. And that's, that's the dopest thing I've ever learned is that like God has yet to fail anybody. Why the heck would he start with me? You know what I'm saying? And so it's one of those things. If you're in that spot, you're going to be in that spot many more times. So my encouragement to you was like, what can I learn from this? That is going to help me the next time I encounter this or help me help someone else the next time they encounter this. Like, what can I learn? You know what I'm saying? And that's just my mentality. And, 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 and I, I'm not perfect at it, but I really try to feed my brain to that of like, what can I learn from this that is going to make me stronger? And again, pour, pull, pull, draw yourself in to the strength of God, because I promise you, I promise you, it's the wisest thing you could ever, ever do. Man, Miggy is one of those dudes that, you know, I don't know. I just like the guy. I think he's an excellent human being. He's got such a voice for this generation. He loves Jesus so much. He loves his kids. And it's super cool to hear stories of people overcoming those hardships that they've gone through in life. Um, I found this episode super encouraging, and I hope you did as well. Be sure to go stream Heavy, the new album from Relent that came out last year on all streaming platforms, which we'll have the links in the description below for their social media, for their album, merch store, and all that good stuff. And if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. That helps us out a ton. And if you're listening on audio platforms, just thank you so much for being a part of what we're doing here. If you could leave us a review. Um, written reviews are always welcome and helpful and I actually do read them. So I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for walking on this journey with me, this Trevor Talks journey. There's so much more to come. We've got some amazing guests on the horizon and be sure to keep watching out for new Relent stuff. Shout out to Running Against Traffic, Tommy Green, um, Rockfest Records, everyone that helped put this interview together. Special thank you to Miggy for being so vulnerable and opening up about things that I know for a fact he hasn't talked about anywhere else. And that vulnerability, it goes a long way. If you're watching this and you're struggling right now, be sure to go check out our friends at deathtolife.com. Um, Heart Support, Beneath the Skin, Teen Hope Line. There's so many amazing organizations out there, including the uh, Crisis Text Line. So, so many amazing resources out there. We love you guys so much. Thank you for watching the show. Thank you for supporting us. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Love you. Hey there, it's Carly Mercouli, your host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.